welcome to episode 55 of State of My Sports. That's State of MI Sports. We talk about the teams we love and you love in this great state of Michigan. Stay in touch with us on our social media, State of MI Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Also like our Facebook page with the same name, State of MI Sports. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. You'll learn when a new episode is out and share us with some friends to help us grow our audience. Episode 55, we're going to talk about basically the way that the, the sports shutdown has affected each of our teams and kind of talk about which one has been affected the, the greatest positively and the greatest negatively. Um, we're also going to fill our banana boat of our favorite uniforms of all time. It's going to be a lot of fun doing that. So we're going to try to get Facebook fans involved with that one as well. So jump on. Not that you guys can hear me because this is Episode isn't out yet. But. Com- coming up with the uniforms <laughs> was way more fun than I expected. To yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. I really enjoyed that, like doing that. And then next week we're gonna come out with our four least favorite. So which will be even better. Should that'll be fun. Be, that'll be fun. It's gonna be uh, a lot of ugly, lot ugly sweaters out there. So I'm guessing um, a lot of '70s baseball. For personally, at least. Yeah, there, I think I might have had one on there, but doesn't matter. We'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that next week, but we're going to have some fun this week as well. Um, I am Sam Waltart, and with me today we have Ryan Waltart and Micah Smith. Kyle, still on sabbatical? Is that the right word? Sure. What's, what does that mean exactly, sabbatical? I thought that was the right word. Is that not the right word? Ask a holy person. I don't know. <laughs> Isn't that where they take time off to go do something holy? Like oh, it might be. Sabbatical. I knew it had something to do with time off. Is it a Catholic thing, or is it something else? I don't know. We're going to Google that. Sabbatical. We're going to Google that. I'm sure we'll get schooled. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, Seems like one of three of us should know this. Yeah. Before we before we jump into our, our, our beer intros for the day, we're, we do want to have a quick quick little discussion about what, what happened over the last week. So one of our topics last week was uh, what's going on with the MLB. Um, we've had uh, Blake Snell, who, who's a Cy Young winner. Is that correct, Ryan? That he won a Cy Young? Yes. He won a 2018, I believe. With Tampa Bay Rays. Yep. Um, he kind of came out and basically just – Saying he's not going to play, in a lot of ways. Saying he is is he's not going to put his life in danger for the pay cut that the MLB proposed. Look, I I was going into last week's episode thinking we we're going to have a result. I mean, silly me thinking that that right. was going to happen that quick. The proposal came out on Monday. I thought they were going to have <laughs> a result. There's still nothing. Like, did they agree to it? Did they not? We we have no idea what's going on. Really, it's just been a lot of quiet other than players. Um, so, so Mike, do you, do you want to bring up what, what Blake Snell actually said? Yeah, it, for sure. I, I got, know you said it's kind of tough to read, um, but I got the quote right here. Yeah, yeah, pull that so, out. So, so he says, "I gotta get my money. I'm not playing unless I get mine." Okay, and then so he's set to make seven mil this year. Okay, and he follows it up with, "Y'all gotta understand, man. For me to go, for me to take a pay cut is not happening because the risk is through the roof." Um, he said something about putting his roof? life in danger or something like that. I mean, look. Come on, man. Yeah, what do we, where do we want to go with this? I, I don't want to tell somebody that to go do their job in the middle of this quote-unquote pandemic, but at the same time, you, shut your mouth and get to work, right? I mean, that's what all of us are doing. Like, when we're, when we're told to work, we're going to work, and we're getting paid nowhere near what this dude's getting you're, paid. You're playing baseball. You're playing baseball for a living, and you can bet your boots that they're going to have testing well, at, that, at whatever stadium they're playing at. Yeah. Every single individual that walks in that stadium is getting tested. Well, that's just a, like hospitals. That's the thing. They they are going to have every opportunity in the world to make this as safe as possible. They're not yep. going to be talking about bringing fans into the stadium. Yep. 
So the only people that he's going to be around are his teammates who get tested all the time and opposing teammates that get tested all the time. So that I don't see a, um, I don't know. I, the risk is much less than me going to work every single day. Hundred yep. percent. You know what I mean? And, and, of and, me and going you're, to the grocery you're in a really safe place. Yeah, working. Yeah, we clean like, our walls and yeah. ceilings. It, it, it's ridiculous. Like on one hand, you think, all right, are sports that important to the real world? Blah blah blah. No, not really. Yes, they is are. is the risk really worth our entertainment? Probably not. But at the same time, it's like we're all going to work. We're all being right. told to get back to work if we were off, or we've been continuing to work through this whole time. So why why can't he just shut his mouth and go to work and get paid millions of dollars? Well, I, I, well, I, he I, has the freedom because when people talk about like, oh, well, I have the right to do that. Yes, you do have the right to not play for the team and not honor the contract that you. Well, the contract situation is a little a little tough because yep. of you know just half a season and all that stuff. But either way, he's not going to get paid if he doesn't go in and play. Yeah. And if he doesn't play, they should take that away from him because that's his. He has the freedom to decide whether to do that or not to do that. Void his contract. There you go. That that's what yep. I'm getting at. That's yeah. that's the way this should be handled. If you don't feel safe, that's okay. You yep. don't have to play. You're not going to get paid because you're not producing something when you have the ability to. And under all of these uh, guidelines and all the the I don't know extra precautionary measures that baseball would take, that he has the freedom to do that. Nobody's going to throw him in jail because he doesn't play baseball. Right. Sure. But for him to just act like I need to get paid my full salary, and I'm not making you know jack basically is what he what he said too. Yeah. It, that's just naive. I don't so, know. Sure. So to kind of go back go back a minute, it, it's not necessarily the full salary. So the whole timeline is basically. In March, when all of this happened and was shut down, and they knew they were going to have to delay the season, it was prorate their contracts, and that's what the the players' association agreed to. And now the owners are like, "Whoa, I mean, we we need a fifty fifty revenue split." Is basically where they're at, and that's what's rubbing the the players the wrong way is the fifty fifty revenue revenue split. And it's like, it, it we're being put in a, a spot to choose player or owner. Right, basically, is is what this is going to come down to from it's a fan standpoint. A fan standpoint, like what? Who do we stand by? I'm personally going to stand by the owners because these guys are getting paid millions of dollars to play a game that I would love to play. Right, like we all love to play. Like I, I'm call me crazy, but I'm pro owner when it comes to this because they're the ones putting up the money. They're the ones putting up all of the the risk, actual risk, financial risk. Like okay, yeah, coronavirus is a risk, blah blah blah, but the owners are putting up real risk and they're going to be taking a major hit to this and it's not just a hit to Correct. to you know the tigers organization it that that all of a sudden goes to all of their other ventures that these guys have going on exactly when one struggles all of them will struggle to a certain extent and i yep. and i understand where blake snell is coming from with if you signed an agreement for a salary things go wrong and then and then you sign an agreement or you come up with a solution to prorate the the contract for the rest of the year and then they want to change their minds again. I think people need to look big picture at this and what the consequences could be if the owners made no money because there's no revenue. Mm-hmm. They have to play their pay their pay their players a certain amount of money, more money than normal actually, relatively because they're going to be exp- expanding the rosters to thirty. Yeah. So then point. there's more major league contracts. That's a really in there. good point. Yeah. And th- but they're not getting anything in return. That's going to change their free agent signings. In the future, yeah, 
You know what I mean? If, they, yeah, if they're going sure. bankrupt, then all of these owners are going to be less competitive in the end, put up less big contracts to the to the big time players, and this is not going to work out in the players' favor. Yeah, I, I agree in the long run. Whether it's the fans' perspective or the owners' perspective, like I feel like if the players don't accept this agreement, look for a lockout here shortly, and then the league is going to implement a, a salary cap. It, like it's going to change MLB more drastically than any of these players ever realized what would actually happen. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I feel like the, the goal and that's that the, the owners have this power when the people have the power, you got to cave a little bit, like give up this year, a little, give up a little bit this year for the, for the term goal, uh, yeah, not only that, for yourself, but for everybody else after you. I completely agree. Th- that's what I can't understand. These players are acting like this is this is the last season of baseball they will ever play for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. This is one year. Yeah, it's a half a season. They're expanding the rosters for you. You're gonna, probably not going to have to work nearly as much. Like they're they're talking about six man rotations constantly throughout. Like that's what a lot of these teams are possibly going to do. And it, so that's pitchers are going to pitch one day less, like in in the rotation or whatever. And it, I don't know. It's just I don't want to get into all of that, but it's just I. I don't like the comments at all. Well, I, when you have people struggling pay te- paycheck to paycheck, wondering if they're going to get their unemployment check, and you can't go out there and work for, for I want to say he was like $8 million and for his $4 million that he would get this year. Like, come on, dude. Yeah. $4 million. And, and it's not just this year. You got paid more more money than we will ever see last year and the year before. I know he's an underpaid ace compared to Clayton Kershaw and uh, Justin Verlander, Max Scherz, all those guys. Way underpaid compared to them. For sure. But that's your your fault. You you didn't negotiate well. You weren't good enough early enough. Well, and you're going to get paid even yeah, even if exactly. you don't even if you don't pitch this year. Nobody else is getting the opportunity to pitch. Yeah, there's you, a half year. It's you not also like this. didn't had allow any runs. Any home runs. Yeah. <laughs> like, you had a great year. <laughs> right. So, so in the end, people are still going to be there ready to sign, you yeah. know? It yeah. makes you look bad in the public eye. I, I don't want $4 million. Yeah. I want I want more. Yeah. Like, it, really? Yeah. I don't, I don't like the, the whole perspective of it. But, but it is time to introduce our beers for episode 55. But before we do, I want to remind everyone that although you cannot sit at the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe, you do not have to miss out on their great beer during the shutdown, which is Maybe coming to an end here soon. We'll, we'll see. Um, they're open Monday through Friday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. So stop asking me separately. I say it every episode, and then people are like, hey, when's the hops open? I'm, listen to the podcast. I'll tell you every single episode twice. Um, so you can continue to support them by purchasing crawlers, growlers, gift cards, and merchandise. They have great beer, great staff that we need to support now more than ever. The hops is the official brewery of State of My Sports for 2020. And if you mention State of My Sports, you'll get a dollar off your crawler, $3 off a growler fill. Which includes the brand new state of MIPA. Boom. State of MIPA, which I am drinking tonight. Oh, yeah. Um, which is named after the podcast. So, obviously, we highly recommend that. But we also recommend all of their great beers and seltzers. Uh, seltzers will be really good for the summer. Pool's about to open. Delish. I mean, I'm going to have some, some of those. But, um, yeah, so we'll jump into our beer intros. Micah, will you start us off tonight? Absolutely. Tonight, I'm drinking from... Witch's Hat Brewing Company from South Lyon, Michigan. South Lyon with a Y. It is called Train Hopper. It's an IPA, and it's our flagship beer, they say. Beautifully balanced and hop-forward, brewed with five different types of American hops and a delicate malt bill to balance. So, 
I mean, per center. I've never heard of that brewery. Neither have I. So my lovely wife, she actually went to... Wait, you have uh, two wives, or are you talking about my sister? I'm definitely talking about your sister. <laughs> Whoa. I was just kidding. Take it easy. That's a listener. <laughs> just kidding. She, uh, I hope she, she's going to text she, me first thing she, tomorrow. <laughs> not happy, but that's she, all right. She went to the beer store for me, and uh, this this other person helped her and helped them pick this out. And cool. 6.9 percenter, and it's good so far. So. 6.9. 69. Right. Ryan. What is, what is that about? Uh, 6.9 is, is the score. Oh, it's just a lucky we, number? Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I am drinking Mango Grindage from uh, Grand Armory Brewing Company. This We've is a, done a lot of Grand Armory. We have. They put it, out a like, lot of beer. They put out a lot of different ones. Yeah. I, yeah, I haven't seen this one before, so yeah, I, I saw it. In, uh, it's a juicy IPA, mango IPA. Um, sounds I, it was, really I good. I thought it was going to give that me more. excellent. 6.5% alcohol. And it's pretty much all mango, and I'm telling you guys, this is good. Yeah? Yeah, I can already tell. Oh, man. I'm mad that I'm not drinking it. You but can already tell. I can already tell because I've already had more than one. <laughs> yeah. You going to write but, home about it? Yeah, I probably will. <laughs> nice. I'll, I'll text Jillian right now. <laughs> but you, you, you're you drinking Train Hopper. I do have a, a quick story. Sorry, I ran out of time. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I am talking slower. No, I'm just kidding. Why. No, you're okay. good. I was just joking. Last <laughs> week, I was in a meeting at work, which I, I don't even know... I probably shouldn't bring it up, but either way, where I work, we have, we're surrounded by train tracks. There's a train track on one side and a train track on the other. So every once in a while, you can just get stuck where you can't go anywhere, and there's a train sitting on the tracks. And if there's something going on on the bridge, they just they'll go so slow or even come to a stop where it, it'll you will be stuck where you are for an hour, hour and a half every once in a while. Ugh, I mean, it's the worst. it doesn't happen often, but it but it did last week. And we were in a meeting with uh, some people in the company, and people are like, well, we're going to end it. Is there anything else somebody wants to bring up? And somebody's just like, oh, uh, yeah, I saw somebody hop in the train today, and they uh, <laughs> the train was stuck, and they jumped over the train. They jumped on the train, and then they jumped off the train. And uh, huh. I took care of it, but I wanted you guys to know. We were all just like, oh. <laughs> Wait, was it like a coworker wow. that jumped the train? It was a, it was a worker, yeah. Was, oh, my goodness. Which is, I, well, I'm not... I'm not sure if I should bring it up or not, but I, I j- just oh, did. You Whoa. just did. That's insane. It's okay. just funny. The train wasn't moving. Yeah. They just wanted to get to the other side. We've all wanted to do that. Yeah. So I'm glad that this person did. He or she was, was brave, and I, I support their, their effort. Honestly, so, so I really my, do. So my boss right away is just like, text me immediately. He's like, hey, was that you or anybody in our team? <laughs> they knew it would be And I'm you. like, no, su- surprisingly it wasn't. And I, <laughs> I'm actually pretty proud of whoever that was. Like, yeah, I didn't realize any other department had the the guts to pull it off, but I guess I they hope did. they're a listener. I hope they listen and and we show support for the train hopper. Yeah, I'm, we support you, train hopper. Yeah. I just want to know Dude, who you are. You can get so lost on YouTube because I was actually watching train hopping videos this past weekend for some oh, weird they're reason. Good. <laughs> they're good. Yeah. They have that. Hundred percent. Really? Was yeah. it a European one? Watch the guy ride train from California all the way to. Louisiana or something. <laughs> Holy smokes! I do I watch. Was, those. <laughs> I was so lost. How, did, man? You guys go through these rabbit holes on the YouTube that I'd never gone down. I'm afraid if I could start, I'm done. You don't start. I feel like I would learn a lot. You have TV, which is why I'm just like, no, I'm not doing. <laughs> you that. have TV, I don't. So my entertainment <laughs> is YouTube. Yeah, that's fair. So I am drinking from the House Brewing Company and Cafe, the greatest beer of all time, State of My PA. It's named after us. You guys already know about it. If you don't, listen to episode 53 
or 54 because we got brought it up then. This is my turn to to bring it up. Yep, needs no introduction. Doesn't but, need an introduction, but, but I'm going to give is. it anyways because Heck it's yeah. 7.3% alcohol by volume, 100% crystal hops. Crystal hops. From Coopersville, Michigan. Yep. Can't tell you the name of the place. P- Pure Mitten. Pure Mitten hops. hops or something. Mitten Hops or something, something like that. Uh, so it is literally pure Michigan, which is perfect for us. Eric knew what he was doing when he created this recipe for us. and I mean, straight up Michigan. This is a Michigan beer for a Michigan podcast and a Michigan company. All right. It's a good start to the podcast, but what we're going to be doing now is we're going to have a little fun, and we're going to fill our banana boats. We're going to fill up our ba- fill our banana boats with our our favorite four. Fill them up. Four favorite uniforms of all time, and we even have a nice little background here for for our Facebook watchers, and they they can see what we're doing or um, kind of go see see as we go, and we can describe it, and we can all see. How, how good it is. So, uh, Micah, you are actually going to start us off with your banana Ooh. boat here today. So, um, use use the the screen as your to your discretion and just kind of explain to us what you what you got going on here. So, uh, my first uniform tonight is the Detroit Red Wings 2014 NHL Winter Classic, and I think that. <laughs> The title screams classic. It's traditional. It's nice. So so what they did, they kind of ushered in a light cream tone as the white for an extreme throwback in addition to the altered numbers and that early 30s logo look like. And uh, I, I just – there there's so much more to this game than just those jerseys too. It was all the coaches that played into the entire traditional yeah. part. yeah. Absolutely cool. With the snow falling, perfect picture, perfect background, yep. everything that everything. happened. Yeah, the Red Wings against it was the Leafs that year, right? Yep. Their jerseys looked amazing as well. They did. Um, yeah, that, that was These that was jerseys excellent. are clean, though. They're, they're nice looking. I actually nice. have one. I have a, a Zetterberg one. You do, don't I you? I do. I should have worn it. I didn't even <laughs> think about it. Oh, I really blew they're, that one. They're slick, though, man. They, they just look traditional. Yeah. I just love it. Yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice red. All right, so number two for you. Number two, the current home jerseys for Michigan football, the one and only Maize and Blue. Maize and Blue. I don't think there's a more iconic helmet in all of sports than the winged helmet. When those boys take the field every Saturday afternoon, it, it touched the banner. Midnight. Dude, it, it, <laughs> Six just, minute, right? <laughs> that winged helmet, the Maize and Blue, is the cherry on top for a Saturday for football, man. All right. Next on your list. Ooh, this is not Michigan related. Oh, I like off the wall, man. I like this one. Do you like so it? I do. That's Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper in the Philly throwback, man. So the 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 baby blue Philly throwback. That's nice. You know, I don't know if it's the baby blue or if it's for me the burgundy that sets everything off and it, brings everything it's together. The, it's the combo. It I is. love it. Yeah. I mean the it it's the perfect amount of burgundy, the the socks. His his arm sleeve, the gloves, the helmet, everything. And I love that traditional P logo. It's a good look. It's definitely a good look. All right, so your fourth seat for the banana boat is? The Minnesota Wild. So ever since they 
entered yeah. ever since they Super entered spreading. back into the league as Minnesota. They, that logo has always been one of the coolest logos. It's a cool logo because it even has like the the shape. It, it, like people don't see the the actual like animal. I don't know what yeah. animal it is, but it's like a face. You see that? Yeah, it's right? like a like, like a mountain lion or yeah, a panther lion. or something. Yeah. Yep. Oh, but they've I didn't got a yeah. They got the the. I would assume it's the moon. It's, I don't know if it's the sun. I don't know, sun or moon. I, either Might way. Be well, sunset, who knows? <laughs> let, let, let's go with the moon because there's <laughs> right. a shooting it's star the in there. There's some pine trees. Good point. But that, that forest green and that that kind of, I don't know if it's crimson red. I mean, it's it looks. It's a nice, yeah, it's it, a nice they red. They complement it. Re- like, just the colors the, scheme is The color scheme, the logo is real nice. I, I think when this color is done right, it looks really good. Yeah. I mean, usually you don't think green and red go together, but if it's, yeah, the forest green. It's like a bluish green. I don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah, it, it's really nice. That it, is a nice look. It's I like done that right. Look. I wish that I wish Parise was wearing a Red Wing jersey there, but that's just. <laughs> yeah, don't we all. I just got to get over that, I guess, at this point. All right, so now it is my turn. Uh, so similar. I got the Michigan home jerseys. I, I, I just considered it like the blue, the blue jerseys with the maize pants. That's the yep. way I, like, I. I pictured it there, um, and and honestly, I, the way I look at like now that Jordan's on board, you look at that look. You have the most iconic football helmet of all time. You have the most iconic logo of all time, all in one. And I love the blue that they introduced when when uh, Jordan came on board. Like just like the, I, I don't want to say matte blue. Is that the right? Is it matte blue? Yeah, matte blue. It, it, like it's just like kind of like a shiny, faded. Just, yeah, not yeah. shiny. Like. I love that look. Like even if you look at all the other Jordan brands, like uh, North Carolina, uh, Oklahoma, they yeah, their their colors just look so nice. I love it. Well, what they did with the helmets, they went matte blue with uh, glossy maize. Oh, is that what it, that right here even? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It looks so nice. And then they uh, Jordan actually switched the maize because oh. Adidas had it too yellow. Okay, way too yellow. Yeah, I agree with that. Yep. That's a good point. So, I mean, ever since Jordan got him, it just looks so good. It looks amazing. I'm glad that it doesn't have that ugly 100 patch on this this particular picture. That was really ugly, that 100-year patch that, that everybody oh, yeah. was wearing. Yep. It wasn't good. So, uh, who knows who number 33 is, but, I mean, it's just a great number. Have to go with it. <laughs> he's probably the punter, right? <laughs> I would assume he so. He looks like a punter. Who knows? Hopefully he's watching. He can tell us. Um, all right, so next for me, I know I was sticking with Michigan. I got to go with the white Red Wing. The the white Red Wings jersey, just the tradition behind it. Watching Eisman lift the cup in '97 with it used to be the home. Now it's away. Yep. Don't get me started on that. I'm gonna lose my mind. Yeah, I'm surprised <laughs> by that. I don't I'm, like that switch yeah. at all. They switched back to traditional. But I just I love the white. Just just it, it's just perfect. I I'm sorry, but it it's basically the it's clean. It's the, crisp. It's classic. It's too much wheel, red, right? Yes. If, if yeah, if if you're looking at the red jerseys, way too much. Oh. It's way too much red, but with the white, man, it looks so good. And then even the stickers on the helmet, it's just, it's perfect. Six midnight, watching that. All right, so the next one here, keep your jokes about Travis side here. We're, we're going to talk about some UCLA football. Uh, look, I, I love the baby blue. So I was thinking Chargers. That's what was in my head all this time. And then I like I stumbled upon these jerseys. We got UCLA with the with the light blue with but the nice looking gold. You know, it's in like the gold a, pants. It's like a baby blue, but it's not. It's not. It's it's not all the way there. There's more color than a baby blue, I guess. It's a really nice color blue. Is I'm a, what it I'm is. a big fan of this. It's a nice you, look. You guys, it's almost Honolulu blue. It 
if it's, it's revolving on, if it's around on it. Blue, the lines need to pick up on that scheme right there <laughs> because to, yeah. you could you could take that blue and find a really nice silver like we did with the gold here, and it would look amazing. So um, that that's going to be on, on my list as well. We got the UCLA blue and gold jerseys, baby blue. All right, so my last one. Sorry, you got a question about that one? No, go for it. All right, go. My last one is the Tiger Sunday Tiger. You got the black, you got the red, and then you got the black hat. I, dude, that screams Sunday afternoon nap to me. The man is zoned in. <laughs> so like, that is a beautiful thing. Like he's zoned. I, I'll be honest, I did not see this as even an option. So I know it's, when it's I kind of a good when I stumbled mix. upon it, I was like, I got to put it on there. That look is so intimidating to so many golfers, or was is I don't know what. It, it's a story, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day, it that definitely is was. that is the next last dance documentary right there is about Ooh, Tiger Woods. I hope. There you go. So those are my four banana boat favorite. So uniforms. One of our listeners on Facebook, Mike Workma, said, "Number one, Michigan home jersey. Number two, like the Tigers away gray and orange. Three Lions throwbacks from the fifties." And number four, the Beer City Bunghammers. What is that? <laughs> Somebody's got to look that up. <laughs> Someone's got to look City it up. Bunghammers. Yep. Wait, is that that's a different White Caps jersey? I think. I think that was a a spinoff that they did. Really? I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. Mike, can you explain that to us? Yeah, send so, us another I feel one. like I feel like it is, but I, I'm probably wrong. So usually uh, I'm wrong. Chris Dinus also says, agree with Sam, love the white wings. Thank you, Chris. So much better than the red. That That's a good look. That's a, <laughs> it's really, a really good, good look. classic look. Yeah. <clears throat> so nobody agreed with the Sunday Tiger, but um, the night is young. <laughs> You're just asking for somebody to say, yeah, I like your pick there. Yeah, you, I, was, I was hoping for a little more You were right. Excitement. Mike Workman says that is correct. About the this one? Oh, the, the white caps. The, yeah, the Beer City Bonghammers. Yep. Nice. Love it. Nice job. Yeah. That's... All right. So it is Ryan's turn to give his four. I hope people keep keep giving us comments here. We want to we want to read them. So yeah, Ryan, you're up. I think I don't know if people are gonna like my my uniforms or probably not. Probably not. A lot of baseball heavy, if you ask it's me. Very baseball heavy, but it's really more of a theme. Like this could be applied otherwhere. But anyways, I think baseball players dress the best. The first one is the the A's. The look with. I think the socks really the make socks did the it. The socks yeah. do it with this one. If you if you bring your socks up and you show your socks off, this look is so and, and then with the three quarter sleeve with the yellow undersleeve with the green jersey, the classic A's hat. I just think the green and yellow. So, so you brought is up so the baseball. three quarter sleeve. Is that like is that n- not what they're doing now? No, the, it's it's popular. It is popular. Yeah, I mean it's been popular for a long time. Okay. Uh I think for baseball players, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because they play a lot of night games. Um well, I guess football players do too. I I don't know. I the feeling of having a little bit extra support on your elbow. So sometimes they're a little tight on your elbow. Okay. It can it can make somebody feel better. It does, I don't think it helps your yeah. elbow at all. The, the high end. socks is a must though for the, baseball. The high socks, yeah. I love the high socks. And then look. the cleats. If you get the right cleats to go along with it, that can make all the difference. What about the glove? Do you feel like you should match the glove, or do you just always have the same color glove, same glove, no matter what? I, you know, I think pitchers can get away with it because they don't use a glove for anything, real at least. Uh, so they can they can go with the, the matching glove. But okay. everybody else on the field, I mean, they gotta just, just do what's comfortable. Pick whatever's the best. Yeah. All right. So we're I, moving on to. Sorry, what's that, Mike? Sorry, I had I had one last question for the baseball guy. How do you feel about white cleats? Oh, it's a really nice look. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. 
All it, white? You know what? All white cleats actually make people look really fast. If I was wearing all white cleats, people were like, wow, you were you were fast. I'm like, <laughs> I, I wasn't. I was just wearing white cleats. Yeah. Did Prince Fielder ever wear white cleats? <laughs> black, I think, yeah. Yeah, he always <laughs> went black. It made him look slower than he actually was. All right, so number two. Another right. baseball. A little, kind of a bad picture, but. Oh, sorry. Oh, well, I mean, I sent you a better one. I'm not going to say <laughs> anything, anything bad, but mine was way better than yours. So the Michigan, I went a little different route. This is the, the Michigan home college baseball jersey. Yeah. We all had Michigan, though, and so that's this, important. And, and to be honest, I was not expecting to go Michigan. I did not expect to go. I was not planning on going the football team, basketball, or anything. I kind of stumbled upon this jersey because I was looking up, like, kind of top jerseys to see what I liked. I think this is such a great look. And the block M on the helmet. It looks nice. It looks so that's good. That's really good. And, and it's, a, it's a matte blue helmet with the block M on it. The jerseys are clean. They've got the high it's socks like, it's with not the, like white. the throwback. It's like a nice gray. It's a, like, like a cream. Yeah, yeah, it's a cream, cream white. Yeah. yeah, throwback. Huge fan. Yeah, I, I just think it's a good look. Nike killing it again. Yeah, Who would have thought? Nike's doing good. You know what we should really do is get a woman's perspective on, on what makes like a jersey look good. I th- feel like that we should do that at some point. Really? Because I think they're going to be wrong. Call me crazy, but... <laughs> Maybe, I mean, maybe they're not they wrong. would have pointed out what, exactly what <laughs> color white that is. I don't know what white that is, yeah, they but said, like, Andrea would have known what white that is Like, I think, with a better picture. I think the socks and the batting gloves in this picture make all the difference. The socks look good. And, yeah, the yellow batting glove. And the I fact mean? that they're winning. And the fact That's that great. they yeah, <laughs> making it to Something's the College right. World Series. All right, so we'll move on to number three for Ryan. Ooh, we got some football. All right. I want, this one threw me off. I want you to just – Look at the the helmet of this. This is the Navy football team, and the helmet is tri-colored. Three colors on there. You've got... Oh, I thought it was a reflection. No, you've got the white, you've got the gold, and you've got the blue. Okay. And then you've got the the anchor there on the, the helmet, too. nice. I think that helmet is so cool. That's I think that I I know there's traditional like U of M, yeah, that, yeah. that means football, but to me, this, if like I'm going to just design one from scratch, if this... If I if I made this work, like I'd be really proud of it. I think th- this is really really cool. I also oh boy, I also really like the uh, uh, the yellow, the yellow right around the the, the, the pinstriping. Like, is it pinstripe? It's I don't like even know. Border, piping. Right? piping, piping, yeah, yeah. piping. Okay, yeah, the yellow around the the collar and the, and the arms. I yeah, think that looks really. It's nice. just a good classic blue look there too. I, I think these navy uniforms are awesome. Yeah, cool. All right, so we will move on to your fourth one. If I can move over here. Boom. All right. So <laughs> this another so, baseball. Surprise, o- surprise. Oh, yeah, Ole Miss baseball. <laughs> but Micah had the Phillies on there with Bryce Harper earlier. Those looked so similar. The, the only yep. difference is his was like the maroon kind of more purplish. And more burgundy. Yeah, burgundy. And then this is a little bit redder. They they claim burgundy, but it's a little bit redder. Yeah. They, they say that's burgundy? I think. Yeah, I think they do. Or uh, maroon or something. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know. But either way, I think what makes this look so good is that old style blue, like washed out blue, colored. I love that look. That it, that is like the the it stands in place of the white of the like the classic white home uniform. Yeah. But it's like the washed out blue look. It's nice. I think I, it's so good. What the Royals one almost made my list. The the all blue. You know that that you that the video of. Oh my gosh, like his name is escaping me. When he's running out on the field and he's all pissed about the pine tar. 
uh, George Brett when oh, he's yeah, running yeah. out on that. Like I can just picture those Royal jerseys. I love those jerseys. Those those almost made my list. That is a good but, jersey. Um, w- one question: the C on baseball uniforms. Can I say BS? Like, why do you even have that? I feel like that's the stupidest thing. I feel like the 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 Yankees did it. The Red Sox did it. I hate the C on a baseball jersey. Do you guys even know what a C is for on a jersey in the in hockey? Or are you guys just copying us? Is this a real question or not? Wait, why is he saying you guys? I don't know. He's lumping me and you together. And you're what, a is, guy. what just Because happened? the letter on the jersey is so you can talk to the ref. Like going up to the circle and talking to the ref. That's what it signifies. It's oh, not I about. It was for... It's not telling teammates who your captain is or the fans. Like it's telling. It's telling the referees. No, it's a honor great though? honor. But why are baseball players wearing the letter C? It's a tradition, man. No, Ole it's Miss, not. It's baseball. It's an old tradition. It's an old Miss tradition. Old Miss tradition. Well, why this did the Yankees randomly pull it out? And I think like the Red Sox had like Jason Veritek wearing it or Yankees something. Yankees like had a captain before hockey ever did. No. Did, what? Well, yeah, they probably had a, a a captain, but they never put it on a jersey. Yeah, did they signify it way back when? Yeah, man, Yogi Berra, look it up. He didn't have a C on his jersey. He didn't well, even have a number oh. on his jersey. Probably. I can you guys should, whatever you guys should make a bet. No, because I know I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm just making stuff up. <laughs> All right, so that's number four. I'm going to move all the way back. We're going to talk, but let, let's talk about some that some that some that we missed. Well, so, yeah, Micah, there are, there's a bunch. Yeah, so you guys can talk about. We had Micah with with the. Uh, can I put this like on a revolving slideshow? How do I do that? Don't. All right, live. We'll, we'll worry about that some other time. Yeah. Well, so <laughs> I think I look at Micah and I'm seeing the old old English D. I felt like all of us were going to have it, or none of us none of us were going to have it, and I feel like. It deserves to be brought up because it's yep. so big to the state I, of Michigan. I was I was absolutely planning on having the old English D, the the white unis with just a simple, clean look for the Tigers. I didn't go that route because I saw some others that I was like, you know, it it might be a little too plain, even though it's so classic and I and I love it. And I actually had those uniforms in, in high school for a little while for a, a summer ball team. And and I loved wearing the, the old English D, but yeah. I, I I don't know. I thought you guys were going to bring it up, so I didn't add it. <laughs> nice. Um, I, I think the charges I, I brought it up with with the UCLA like that one should be brought up as well. It's really nice football looking. Like love the look of that football jersey. It yeah, is it's good look. Beautiful. Um, another one in football that comes to mind are the creamsicles. I feel like that's like a you either love it or you hate it for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Do you guys like that look or no? It's like the the orange, like the really bright orange, and then oh, the I white helmet it. with the. You don't like that one? Well, I love it as a Barry Sanders fan growing up because every time they were wearing something creamsicle, Barry was running for like 150 <laughs> yards, three touchdowns. That's too much. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like it. All right. Are, are there any ones that come to mind for you guys? Oh yeah, there's there's one that comes to mind, and I, I say li- it. I like it, but I hate it. I it's know where the you're going. it's the blackout jerseys from Ohio State. That is a really good look. It is a mean look. When when you have the whole horseshoe blacked out during a night game, it, it just seems terrifying yeah, when you walk good. on the field, right? Yeah. And then they have the matte black helmets with the oh, with the red stripe and then the, the sticker. Oh, yep. That's well, they the had. Reason, that's the reason I wanted Jeff mm-hmm. Okuda. Just saying. Yeah. That, the unis. Yeah. It's a nice look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about what about uh, Penn State? Was that I, a consideration for you guys or no? No, I don't no. like it. It's such a Too classic for me. Yeah, it's a classic look. I I don't dislike it, but it's I mean, it's not enough to be on the favorite list. Yeah, I agree. It, it, 
it goes along the same lines of Alabama. It's it's a stripe, yeah, and then a solid yeah, jersey. I, I, There's nothing. Yeah, I think Michigan's more classic than than all of those. Yep, and it has it has a little more too, like that catches the eye, gets you more excited. Like it's just too bland for me. Same with Oklahoma too. Like I'm not a big. I, yeah. I know I like their color. Like I brought them up with the Jordan brand and like the way that they've kind of changed the tone of their color and stuff. But I don't know. So I'm thinking. Uh, Throwback to the 1990s with Ken Griffey Jr. and the Mariners, Seattle oh, Mariners. Yeah. Ooh, it's kind of got a good that, one. Yeah, like that teal, but then also the dark blue. So you could go either route. And I'm and I'm specifically talking about Griffey in that uniform. Like nobody else. Griffey made it cool. Yeah, nobody else could pull it off like Griffey did. And uh, to me, that's just a classic. I wanted to throw it in there. I just couldn't find the perfect one. I know there's one out there. I just couldn't find the picture I wanted. Yeah. one. I have an opinion that I, I think a lot of people disagree with. As, as a hockey fan, you see these black Red Wing jerseys. And it's like it's like one of those things that you Thank don't you. mess with a a classic of, you know, the, the white or the red. Or, you know, you have the winter classic. But, like, just show that you're somewhat cool and go black for once. I have been I would bagging them. That. For years to just do it one Yeah, if you time. do an all-black jersey, you got the red stripes, and then the wing wheel is is like black, black but it also has red the outline. red red outline, but some white in there too, would and, look really nice. And then black pants. That would look good. Black black gloves. Basically black socks black with, some, with some red and I feel and like white. it's an opportunity that they're missing uh, out on. I think Ohio State gave them the blueprint. Yeah. So throw, throw, throw some of that in there. I'm okay. I'm okay. Even throw some helmet stickers. I don't care. So a few of the comments on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, we getting comments. <laughs> Bob and Karen said, "Are you talking fashion?" We are talking Absolutely. fashion. Absolutely. What else do we have uh, to talk about? Car- Tampa. Does that mean like the the Tampa Bay? What Tampa team is that? You brought up the they're, Buccaneers. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, right. they're talking about the Actually, box. Actually, the Rays, the Rays with Evan Longoria when they made their their World Series run, that was a good look. I like the Rays jersey. Like they even have a nice little baby blue sometimes. They do. That That's looks what I'm really about. good. Is that what they're wearing? That's what I'm talking about with like BJ Upton and Evan Longoria when they're making their run. David Price. Oh yeah, they look good. Man, I want them to win so bad. Yeah, I'm so mad. At, who'd they lose to that Phillies, year? Phillies. Ugh. Right. Ugh. The stupid blue jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, kidding. I so. had a I had a sports psychologist that was uh, a sports psychologist that talked to um, I, some MLB teams and stuff. And he told he told our whole team when I was in college. He's like, "Yeah, I, I'm a, a sports psychologist for this for this other team, and I I knew who was gonna win the World Series because of all the guys when they started revealing a lot of a lot of their kind of secrets. I guess to be, I knew that they were gonna win the World Series, and it was the team that smoked a whole bunch of pot, and and I knew that the pressure wouldn't get to those guys and it'd probably get to the other ones." So he's talking about the Phil- he was the sports what? psychologist for the Phillies at the time. Holy smokes. And he said because of that those comments, those guys smoking weed that they he knew that they were going to win the World Series because they weren't going to let the pressure get to them. Kind of side question, does MLB test for weed? I It doesn't I, come I up like like it does in the other leagues. I don't think it I don't think they do. That's off the top of my head. I don't I don't really know that for sure That'd though. That'd be interesting. Hmm. They probably won't hear soon if they did, but uh, so, so those are the ban- banana boat of our, our favorite uniforms. Uh, if you're listening, please check out our, our video on our Facebook page uh, so you can kind of watch it as, as we describe them and, and talk about what we like. Uh, if you were watching, please continue to 
to support us by by listening to the full podcast. We got another fun topic coming up, talking about really kind of how the coronavirus has has affected our teams positively, negatively, and you know which ones benefited and, and have been hurt mo- most by this sports shutdown. But um, we, we'll move on to that here shortly. That was fun talking about jerseys there for a little bit. Still kind of doing it. I'm excited. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna have to cut you guys off here. We're we're done talking uniforms. <laughs> we no, got dude. We got to move on. Micah's looking up like Air Force and <laughs> Navy and Army uniforms. These are awesome. There's I can't stop ones. doing it. Their helmets look like in the field, you know, like uh, that soldiers would wear. Yeah, we, it's, it's really cool. Well, now we got to turn our focus to to bad jerseys for next week. For next week. All right, guys, we're done. We're done. <laughs> Micah, give me your phone. You can have it at the end of the semester. All right. No, but what we're going to jump into oh. now is kind of the, just – I know we're all sick of talking about the coronavirus. It's almost done, I feel like. We're so close. Things are opening. They'll bring it back. But it still has affected sports. Our, the big four have not opened. Did you guys happen to watch any of the golf or the, the NASCAR this weekend? I did not. No. I wanted to watch the NASCAR. I didn't. I, I was intrigued by it. <laughs> I watched golf. It was like the, I don't even know what it was. It doesn't matter. Was but it good? Was, yeah, it was good. I had fun. It was a good time. Um, but uh, where are we going with it? Oh, yeah. So basically we want to talk about the the way our teams have been affected, who's been graded, who's been affected the greatest positively, who's been affected the greatest negatively, basically, is what we're going at. Uh, it's going to be kind of more of a, ra- a roundtable discussion between the three of us. Uh, but, but we'll kind of move along here. So I, I want to start with the Lions and, and bring a couple a couple positives that that stuck out to me. Um, the, the Lions regime that they were a part of the the Senior Bowl, which I, I feel like with the way it all kind of the coronavirus kind of took place after the the combine and all of that, and people weren't able to get, have their head their one on one interviews. I feel like it was somewhat of a benefit for the Lions to have those one on ones with with a lot of the players that were coming out of the draft that you would get. You know, more third, third, sixth round ish area. Right. I mean, will it be a true positive? N- not unless they hit on these draft picks, and it, it's going to be a couple years before we really dig into how it was a positive for the Lions. I think is that is that fair? Do you guys have any other positives that that stick out to you? Well, I think it's fair to say that, but I think it's also fair to say they also had just straight up an upper hand than most any other teams being yeah. able to interact with these guys yeah whether these guys pan out or not i mean that it's absolutely absolutely a hand up so all, all the other teams yeah i mean you guys all said it yeah every, every other team struggled to have their time to get to know these players and to interview them one-on-one without it being like a zoom call and the lions had that opportunity to really see these guys face to face and work with them in the senior bowl i think that is I mean, that's really the only positive you can take out of a situation like yeah. this. yeah and and did they take advantage of it? We won't know for another two or three years. Probably. Yeah, we feel, right. we feel right. pretty good about the draft, but I mean, these guys are a lot of unknown interior offensive linemen and and kind of like you know maybe future special teams guys. So we'll find out. Yeah. So so a negative, um, which look we're gonna focus on the lines. I think the whole NFL was negatively affected on this in a lot of ways with without seeing the meetings the face-to-face meetings and, like, finding the drafts. And I really think – I mean, we didn't see a trade in the top ten. I think that really made it, it 
I think that probably was an issue. I don't know to what ex- what extent that that, that had with, with the just the way that they weren't able to dangle their third overall pick. Yeah, as much. Yeah, the, the that, action up front was just nobody was really sure how the draft was going to turn out. Yeah, and it, and it was just such an unknown. I feel like that it was had somewhat to do with the how slow everything moved in the first 15 picks with, yeah. with no trades or anything. Yeah. And and people were talking about like, well, there's pro- there's got to be some sort of uh IT issue where somebody doesn't have the connection and then a pick falls through or moves to the next team or they forfeit a pick. Yeah. That didn't really end up happening. That wasn't really a storyline. But the unknown of that, especially early on, I think maybe affected the Lions a little bit. I will say one more thing about the positives though. Did you guys watch the interview with Matthew Stafford recently where they were they were talking about I think they had like six or seven different journalists that each had one question to ask Stafford and I I, I watched a YouTube video on it and I know that it was kind of getting around e- either way Stafford was talking about uh how this was affecting him and he said he got to work with a bunch of the receivers and also that this was the right year for it to, to happen. If if you're going to have a situation like this, it's better to have have it happen with an offensive coordinator who's established what he wanted to do with Darrell Bevel yeah. last year and not this year. Okay, it, it would have been a lot harder for them to be learning a brand new offense with brand new offensive coordinators like some of these other teams sure, are doing right point. now. Yeah, all from Zoom calls and and over the books instead of working together. Yeah, there are a lot of new quarterbacks. Switching teams. There are a lot of new offensive coordinators that are switching teams. Like it, there, there's a lot of. It, it really is. That's, that's a really good point. With with a positive is, Lions didn't make any change. Yeah, the defensive coordinator, but everybody knows that Patricia's really the defensive mind behind what's going to happen. What the positive, negative, everything. It's Patricia's thing. You kind of have a puppet in in a lot of ways for the defensive coordinator. I feel like uh, there's not a whole lot of change. Uh, with the Lions, and that's a massive benefit because you're coming into the offseason like, yeah, you're bringing in new guys, but you're also bringing in guys that know how these guys work, And you're Patricia talking about, and Quinn. You're talking about skill players on the offensive side. We have the same wide receiver All the core. same. All the, the same. Entire, all the same, even running backs, wide receivers. Yeah. We're br- we're bringing in DeAndre Swift, which yep. is a positive. We all feel like that. We feel we bringing in um the, the Wisconsin wide yeah. receiver. Can't remember his name. That was a few episodes ago. Uh, Quintess Cephas. Quintess Cephas, <laughs> which we think is a positive. But these guys can now rely on all of the talent and all the veterans around them to to feed into that understanding when the time comes. Yeah. Yep. I, th- I think that's another positive. Not a whole lot of negative. I mean, I, I kind of brought up a little bit, but it, it, I don't think they were negatively affected any more than any other team in the NFL. I, I agree. agree. So, all right, we'll move down to uh, – the Tigers, uh, positives. So, they haven't lost yet. That, that's, that's a massive positive. Undefeated. We, we should be we should be about sixty losses deep. I feel like at this point, yeah, and we haven't seen one yet. Um, but but honestly, I, I think the positives could are going to be measured in the future. We we have no idea really how this is going to benefit the Detroit Tigers. I, honestly, the only thing I could think of is these contracts are expiring, where we don't <laughs> have to pay them. It's another year in Alavila that's just going to be thrown out the window. We don't have to deal with his moves. I mean, do you guys see anything else that positive that that has helped the, the Tigers here? 
It's hard to nope. even say. Yeah, nobody's the getting crickets. Hurt. Crickets. <laughs> yeah. Just Michael Fulmer. That might, yeah, that might right. Be the only thing. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good one as I, well. I don't know. I mean, really, this team with as far as the negatives go, the the hardest part about the Tigers' place right now is nobody really cares if the Tigers had their season at the end of the at the end of the season. We know yeah. they're going to lose a bunch of games. Yep. But the hardest part about this is that these prospects, how does that project in the future? Yeah. Is this a lost year for them? Are the 22-year-olds turning 23 and then starting from scratch? Exactly. I mean, is it a lost year for development too? And or, I, I, or wanted to pose negative... it, I wanted to pose it as a question to you. Like you're, You understand the game of baseball, and, and you, you've talked about, I think, hitting-wise, like you got to work your way up, and, and it's not just – an age thing or, or like you have to work your way from single A, double A, triple A and learn how these guys are pitching to you. But pitchers, it's like a year off on an arm. It isn't the worst thing, but it, are they developing to where they could be a, a MLB pitcher next year? Right. And like, it, like, is it a clock more with pitchers? Like that, I guess if, is if what I wanted to ask you. Well, and if you're talking about the, the five pitchers and the Tigers yeah. entire organization, I'm talking major league and minor league system. Most of them are probably in the minors of the best overall talent. But the hard part about this is that, yes, they might be saving their arms for a year and not <clears throat> not getting injured for a year. But at the same time, they're also not developing and stretching their arms out and strengthening their, their Everything. fatigue <laughs> levels. You know, like what can they throw 200 innings? This year's not going to help with that. True. Yeah. Case, Casey Mize. His first half of his year is always, he just he, yeah. he kills it. But then he gets arm fatigue and that is shoulder fatigue. And then the second half of the year, over the last two or three years, he's struggled or he's regressed a little bit. Even had questionable injury yeah, type this, things. Yeah, this year's not going to help with that. So that's the hard part. Does Matt Manning benefit from a year of, of rest for his shoulders? These guys are trying to get out and pitching. It's not the same. It's yeah. definitely not. I don't I don't know what the answer is and I guarantee you if anybody claims that they have the right answer for this they're making it yeah. up. Yeah. I mean basically we could run into a point where we're ready to spend money. These guys are going to be young like all at once. Where we're going to run into a Strasburg a, a similar issue with Strasburg that he had I, I want to say it was his rookie year. Maybe it was his, his year off of Tommy John. I don't remember, but it was like they had a limit count and they were competing for a playoff spot and they're like, "Well, we got to shut you down." Yeah there's a good chance that we could run into that because we're going to be able to spend money. We're going to have all of these bad contracts off the board or off, off of the books where they spend it, who knows, but it's like then all of a sudden these, these young guys that have never thrown 200 innings, like you said, it's like, we're going to need them down the stretch and we won't have them because they will still be on that inning count. Is that kind of what you're saying here? Yeah. And if you talk about, uh, you brought up hitters. Okay. Hitters are benefiting from this because they can get in the gym. They're not going to have that, six to seven to eight month period where their body is being broken down by playing catch every yeah. day and playing so, baseball. So Riley day. Green, for example, that this is massive benefit. This is a benefit it, for him. It's just a year closer. He might not see the change ups, the breaking balls. I get I get if people are gonna argue that he's not getting the development against the pitching that he needs, but physically, if he has the capability already to hit breaking balls, physically he's developing another year. And for hitters that means more than pitchers. Okay. Pitchers, it's more about learning how to pitch that many innings every fifth day and getting into that swing. So they'll go from 100 innings to 120 to 160 to 180 to 200. Hitters will go 
they'll they will just increase their production based on how strong they are and how physically developed they are. All right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yep. So but but really the biggest negative we haven't even brought it up yet and I'm kind of surprised is yeah. the draft. They went from having the first round pick in every single round for 40 rounds to the first five. overall pick to five overall picks here. Drives me crazy. It is terrible and that hurts the Tigers dramatically. Have that they, is awful. Have they brought up the reason why they're shortening it that drastically? The, I haven't heard the exact reason. I want to hear the it's reason. It's BS, whatever it is. It, it's it's financial. It is 100% financial. It's financial for the league. It's financial for the, the minor leagues. They are trying to... They're trying to change this league drastically, I feel like. They're trying this to rein in the a, minors. Yes, they're trying to 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 cut it in half. I think it would be even maybe even by three quarters because there is a lot that they're trying to get rid of. I the feel problem like is is they can they should have a 40 round draft. They should have that 40 round draft. That's going to help people that don't deserve to be helped. It'll hurt people that don't deserve to be hurt along the way, but it but it's going to be equal for all teams. They have all the same information that they can go off of. They can supply the minor league systems that they currently have in place, even if they're not even playing games. Okay, well, you can supply them, or you don't even have to sign them. That's the thing about baseball. Yeah. It's not like you're expected to sign these guys, even in the first round. A lot, some of these first round picks don't even get signed. Yeah. So I don't see what the what the hurt is of having a normal draft. And next year, when the rumors were that next year that that uh, Rob Manfred wanted to actually change major league my, the the minor league system. And get rid of some of these teams and kind of condense the minor leagues. They should be they should be formatting that next year, not this year. In in my opinion, yeah. these these guys should not be having something thrown at them that's brand new. They should have a forty round draft. And if they don't want to sign it, somebody that they signed in the, or that they picked in the thirty sixth round, okay, so be it. Yeah, they might not even even expect to sign anyways at that point. Yeah, but, but and it's not even the the ten to forty round picks. I would but. You just missed out on five. Let's just look at it as a as a ten round draft. Like, why not ten? Like, why are you cutting it to five? That is so teeny from what you're you're looking at. You're looking at filling all of these minor league systems eventually, and you have no nobody to fill it. You you look at the NHL draft. I want to say it's like six right now. I, I, I'm probably off on that. ML or basketball's two, and, and then NFL is seven. Eight, seven. seven, it's seven. I will correct. So myself, you went seven. from, you went from NFL who has seven round draft and MLB has a five round draft here. Like how is this? How does it? And it just kills the Detroit Tigers. Like even if they're the last, let's say let's say they suck. They say they play this year out. Tigers are the worst. They have the first overall pick next year. They do. It suck. doesn't benefit. Like it still hurts us because who who is going to be the first round? Pick of the sixth or first overall pick of the sixth round. Well, now he could be someone that you have to take in the third round, or someone that you have to take in the second round. Like I don't know how right. it's all going to work, but it just it dilutes the value of next year's draft just as much in a lot of ways. Completely agree. We just we spent a ninth or tenth round pick on Tarek Skubal a couple of years ago, and he's now the second or third best prospect in in the entire yeah. organization. And now he's not even gonna get drafted. Exactly. There's a school out there that's not getting drafted, and, and, and that is unfair to that's him. A, that's unfair to all of the organization. Sorry, I interrupted. You. No, and that's a guy that needs that needs somebody to take a chance on them in later rounds 
to be able to prove himself. And he was coming off a of Tommy John surgery, and those guys will get overlooked, and those seniors will not go to the major league. They're not going to get their chance for professional baseball. Instead, they're going to go work at some company like I'm working at, and they'll <laughs> they'll always think about like what if, you know. But they're not going to get the chance. Yeah. So 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 let's move down to the Red Wings. I, I feel like the the Tigers have a strong running for the for who was hurt the most by this coronavirus. But we'll we'll get into that at the end of this. But let's talk about the Red Wings positive. Um, we talked about a few episodes ago. Um, the the lottery odds they they change from first overall pick if this is what gets put in place. It's still still up in the air from 19% for the first overall pick to 57%. Um, second overall pick would be changed from 17% to 43%. And that's it. If this is what gets put in place, we've talked about it a couple episodes ago. This is a absolute benefit to the Detroit Red Wings. You're not dropping out of the top two picks. Six to my hands up is an give, understatement. Give, I'll take that all day. Like, is there another virus for next year? Like, let's let's get that thing ready to go, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, what what do we have to do to make that happen two years in a row? <laughs> We're talking about like a I'm sure, Mr. Gates is that in the works. <laughs> oh yes, oh. love it. Very nice, very nice. So does I don't understand. I I still don't understand how hockey the odds as much work. as well. No, I, I, how like you know hockey as much as you guys do. Does this hurt the development of these young guys really that much, or can they? just develop mentally and emotionally and all that stuff, and does that help him in the long run? So I, I guess before before I answer that question, I don't know if, I don't know if that's more a negative question or not. Like, does that fall into uh, the line of negatives? I'm not really following that, that I don't know, guideline that you gave me. But, I was but, just asking a question. That's exactly what but, – but honestly, I have that more in my negatives, and it's more just question marks. So I think this is perfect for the Red Wings. Give them the one or two overall pick. That is the positive, yep. no question – Nothing. You got health. You got rest. You have, um, you know, <laughs> these players aren't suffering more losses. I think those are all positives. Right. Um, and potentially bat- draft value, which, which 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 we talked about. But I think when we start looking at some potential negatives, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to hurt the development. I don't think it will because I think we already know who Zadina is. He's going exactly. to benefit. We already know um, Valeno will, will develop. Um, and you look at Cider, you look at uh, Rasmussen, who who's having a pretty solid year in, in Grand Rapids, and then that's kind of where I wanted to bring the negative is 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 the AHL already canceled the the rest of the regular season Full and blown. the postseason. They're done, yep. which I think hurts the Red Wings because you, I would love for these guys to get more playing time. Right. I look at it more of a positive um, with, with what we're gaining, I guess, for for the Red Wings. But there is some negative because I would love to see those guys continue to get playing time, let these guys develop, let these guys finish their first professional career in North America. I think is it would be very important. I think it's I think it's you can take it with a grain of salt when you look at it and you compare it to say baseball because there's so much development that goes into baseball. Yes. All the different levels. It's it's a clock. It's how many pitches did he see? How many pitches did he throw? Right. How much did he see on defense? Right. And and I and I'm not saying it won't take away from the development of your Grand Rapids guys, but when you compare it to baseball, it, it it's a it's a lot less. Hockey is more developing as a human. Correct. To yep. be able to play. Yep. Your physicality. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, g- gameplay is is huge. Don't yep. don't get me wrong, but you know, your 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 tangibles, your your physical attributes that you have and you have to work on off the ice. Hundred percent, you can keep doing you, that. 
And as far as baseball goes, I don't know that even half these guys in these minor leagues have the facilities to be able to go to to continue to work out the way they need to work out. Mm-hmm. That's true. They might end up just being on a tee, you know. Yeah. yeah. Yep. For the entire Hockey year. players can get physically stronger, which benefits them. Like they can do just as much work in a gym as they can on the ice in a lot of ways. Right. Like, yeah, your your brain is learning when you're playing the game at a, at a higher level. But I mean, these guys they, they've seen it all. They can go into the gym and, and put on weight. They can put on muscle. They can put on all this, and that benefits them benefits them greatly because you have to already have a great hockey mind to succeed. That's right. that's not really anything you can just all of a sudden learn and it click. And be like, oh wow, this is actually really easy. It does it doesn't work that way. You, like you either see the game or you don't. Right. It, and and baseball comes down to almost repetition. Yeah. Right. Where you can all yeah, sudden it, and it all of a sudden clicks. A lot like, of Holy smokes! I can hit a recognition. Right. I can hit a ninety-four mile an hour fastball a lot easier than an eighty-eight mile an hour fastball. Like I'm sure, like it just some people are better at it. Like. It just clicks. At certain yep. levels, it clicks. Well, the first time you see somebody throwing 85 miles an hour, you're like, how does anybody hit this? But then pretty soon, when you've been seeing 92, 93 miles an hour, 85 looks pretty easy. Yeah. And it's just all about repetition, like what Mike yep. said. Yeah. Where, where hockey, it's like, if, if you see it, you see it. And if you get it, you get it. And, and hopefully all these guys already get it. Look, I'd love to see Valeno get more time. I'd love to see Chalowski, um, let's say they – the Griffins would have turned around and made the playoffs. But it's it would have been but great. a missed season in hockey is not nearly as, as drastic in other sports, I feel like. I think it's right. worth bringing up that it's a partial missed season partial. as well. Yep, that's a really so good point. with baseball right now, it, the difference is baseball has the potential to either miss an entire first half of the season or longer, so the unknown is, is extended so much longer. Let's just say that the minor league system never comes back, which they're actually talking about. So let's just... Minor leagues is a completely lost season. If if hockey misses the rest of the season, it's a bummer, but it's not really negatively impacting their development as much because they're, Correct. they're not missing as many games. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I agree with that completely. Uh, we will move down to the Pistons, who, who's a similar situation as the Red Wings. Um, I don't see any positives for the for the Pistons in, in this Zero. in this way. You they're- just traded everything off. I mean, you're not developed. I, like I, I look at basketball different. Like you can call guys up and, and play and develop them from the Griffins to the Red Wings when you're when you're terrible and you're gonna tank and whatever the word is that you want to leave. Like you're developing, you're giving them a taste because you're gonna be playing against a team that's competing for a playoff spot. That's gonna give it their all. You're gonna learn all, all of that stuff. I don't see that so much in basketball because when people are playing the Pistons, they're gonna rest their starters if, if they're really good because they're gonna kick their butts anyways right i disagree i disagree with that but i i agree with your overall premise i I, what if i word it in a way like the guys that are playing on the griffins will benefit the red wings more than the guys that are playing at the drive that would have got called up and played for the business because you're not going to build a team through the drive so that and that's where i agree with you because the hl might produce more nhl players and nhl ready talent than the drive, the drive would the drive. All they're looking for is the one guy, mm-hmm. and so that means nothing. Like there were really only two people from the drive that that meant anything, and it, it was our, both of our draft picks last year, which was Seku Dumboya, mm-hmm. who was already with the Pistons, and then I'm forgetting the the point guard's name. 
that was taken in the second round. But anyways, he played for the drive. He, he was actually with the Pistons too. So those are the only two people that I care about about development. Christian Wood, some of these other guys. You know what they Luke, are and what Luke, they could Luke be? Luke Kennard, yeah. I mean, these guys can work in the gym and get better in the gym and work on one specific thing, thing that they – can't do very well. If, if Luke Kennard wants to work on going to the right, he can just go to the right every single day if he wants to. Yeah. Instead of worrying about game preparation. Yeah. You know, if Sekou Demboya wants to work on being strong through the lane, then he could lift weights for an entire year and build up muscle like Michael Jordan did in 1989 or whatever it was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I think Dumboya Is it Dumboya? Yeah. Sekou Dumboya. I think he benefits really well for this. Like, I think this is perfect for him. He's getting a year old. He was very young to play in the NBA. Youngest player in the NBA. He can put on weight. He can put on strength. He can perfect his game and come back as a true, like, and he's not wearing, he's not putting any wear on the tires either. I know it's it's hard to say as an 18-year-old. No, Putting wear on the tires. But at the same time, he's not struggling through losses. He's he's coming in, he's going to come in fresh face next year. So that is the positive is that the current players on the current team are not having to go through a losing season. They're not getting the development that they might have had, but they can also develop on their own in the offseason. Mm-hmm. The the biggest negative with the Pistons right now is all about draft position. Yep, and that's exactly what I had. So expand in, on that if you, if you have it. Th- this team was still at the beginning of the season with, with Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. We were – trying to see if this this was like our last hurrah if it didn't work on in the middle of the season or at the very beginning of the season then this wasn't going to work at all it turned out that it wasn't going to work at all the experiment ended we were done with it we sold off every single asset that we had we had Andre Drummond gone Blake Griffin's the only one left Reggie Jackson gone all these guys are completely gone we were putting our future in the hands of Sekou Dumboya uh, an expiring deal with Blake Griffin and all of these young guys to try to just rebuild. We finally got to the point where the Pistons were going to rebuild. We went, we had the, the last like 10 or 20 games, the, the Pistons were the worst team in basketball. Yeah. We were dropping so fast. We could, we were in the running for a top probably two or three pick in the, in the next NBA draft. Yeah. I think it was two. If, if I remember right, they were right at five. We just I got think to right, five. Right as it was, we just got to five, but it's like a half game out of the second overall pick. And you look at the, teams, the best odds. Yeah, and you look at the teams that that um, are going to pick before the Pistons, that at least have better odds. Yeah, better odds. You're looking yep. at Atlanta, Minnesota, and Cleveland. All of those teams were playing much better basketball yeah. than the Pistons at the time. Andre Drummond just joined the Cavaliers, the, the Cavaliers yeah. in Cleveland. Minnesota just made a trade. Um, for the the lefty shooter um, from Ohio State back in the day. Oh, okay. Atlanta, they 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 traded for for a center, and they they were they were winning way more than the Pistons were at the time. We honestly could have had the second overall pick, possibly even first. Like, it, I, like, I don't think the Warriors would have played Steph Curry to the point that they would have given that up. But they might but have. There was a good chance. One too many games. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think as far as that draft is, position. And with basketball as a whole, one player can change an organization Everything. if you get the right player. So that that's the biggest negative impact. For yeah. The so so right now we're, we're the Pistons are sitting in in the fifth best odds, but that doesn't mean they're getting the fifth overall pick or better. That means they could also go the other direction here. And if you fall out of is it? I want to say the top four. Like there's kind of the four players in the tier one. It, it, if I remember looking at the article correctly, it was like. 
uh, ball. Lamella ball. Yep. Keep going. Okongwu. Okay. Which is a guy out of uh, USC. Yes. I think he's from from Africa. Yes. And then there was the kid from the guy that's playing in France that they're kind of comparing to. Yeah. um, Killian Hayes. Yep. And then four. And then James Wiseman, the guy who was suspended (laughs) actually all through the NCAA (laughs) season pretty much. And really, that's the one that I had my eye on the whole time. Him and and LaMelo Ball. James Wiseman. Is the guy that from Memphis? Yeah, he's a center, but but he is a. Freak. But then you also brought up Lamelo Ball. That's a completely different position. So you're looking more position specific with the Pistons. Sorry, we're going kind of going on so, different rabbit hole here. But the good and bad thing about the Pistons right now is it, they just decided to rebuild. We got rid of Reggie Jackson. We got rid yep. of Andre Drummond. Yeah. We have no identity at center position. We have no identity at point guard. Okay. The two most. So those are kind of where you're of, looking at with. With ball, you take best available. Yeah, and I think those two are the best available: James Wiseman and Lamelo Ball. Yeah, Luke, and, and then see what you get because so, Wiseman could have been the number one overall pick. He was just suspended, so I think you jump on that opportunity. Yeah, so the Pistons are kind of in a spot where it's like, yeah, I mean, if you move up one or two spots, you're okay. You'll survive. Let's say two spots, and you get three, you might get lucky and get one of those. But if you fall back, you are absolutely effed. Yeah, and that's what hurts, and that's why we need to finish the the basketball season. As Detroit sports fans, it's like they need to figure out either a new new odd odd scenario, like the NHL is trying to figure out, or like tell us what you're going to do because this is not going to work for me as a Pistons fan because we had an opportunity to tank first best odds, second best odds, one of those chances like. That would have been amazing. What are the odds? Do you have those in front of you there? I For the first overall pick? Yeah, let's just say first overall and 10, second overall. 10.5% right now for first overall. And, and what would it be if we jumped to the, the second best odds? If we had the second best odds, it would be 14%. So okay. It's, so it's not a huge jump. It's kind of like hockey in that way. Yeah. Uh, but, the, but the difference in the odds of falling is significant. Yeah. So if you have the second overall pick, or second best odds, I should say, you're not going to drop lower than six. If you have the fifth, you could drop all the way to ninth. Wow. That would hurt deeply. It, huge. Yeah. And, and we're talking about guys like LaMelo Ball. Love him or hate him. I don't know if you really have a love-hate relationship. It's just more yet. like the family at this point. Yeah. Right? I mean, if, if he ends up joining the Pistons, they become relevant instantly. Yeah. So from an organization point of view, even if you want James Wiseman in the end, if you had LaMelo Ball, you become something that people talk about. And something that maybe a player looks at and says, oh, I could join that team and make a difference. And makes you better from day one. There you go. He's That's a huge. Playmaker with the ball in his hands. So, so so let's talk about the negative. So so let's look at all, all of our four teams here. I, I want to keep college teams out of it because that is the biggest question mark of what's going to happen. I, I don't want to get into that. But like, let's, let's talk about from, for the two most negatively affected. I would say the Tigers with the fifth, fifth round pick or – the Pistons with not being able to get to better their the odds. fifth overall pick. So you think that the f- five round pick is really sorry? What would you? I was just saying like which it's, one's, it's yeah. ironic that one's only five rounds and the yeah. other one's the fifth overall. Yeah. Odds. So which one do you think was was negatively affected more in, in this way? I, yeah. And and we can throw in some positives to kind of weigh that out if we want to. I, I don't care how you guys want to do it, but I mean, I lean towards the Tigers. I think he lost a lot of value. Um, the Pistons is, is more of a question mark where it could hurt them, but it also might not. Like, well, <clears throat> where are you guys at with this one? For me, for the Pistons, 
sure, you you could drop down that many spots in the draft, but you still could ascend that many spots. Right now, the Tigers have the first overall pick, and are and are, and are missing out on thirty five potential guys. Yeah, I mean that's you just got the short end of the stick. Yeah. in a big way. Yeah, I, I I think right here right now, the Tigers have been affected negatively more than the Pistons, but time will tell. It, I mean, it, it really depends on how the lottery ends up changing or pans out. Is that is that fair, Ryan? Yeah, I agree with you guys. I mean, I think the Tigers because because pitchers are such an unknown. It, it, how do you even like measure somebody's health? as a pitcher the develop yeah. the, the missed development time is the thing that that i keep coming back to and i think with we have so many studs as it is let's not even think about the draft picks we have so many studs coming up that we're relying on to change this organization i don't know how it impacts every single one of them and if it helps casey mize but it hurts matt manning i don't know if that's good for the organization yeah it's a good point so just overall unknowns and then also on top of that the lost Sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, and round—you know, tenth round picks. That sucks. That just—that's just you know adding to to the fire right there. And I think I think the Tigers are the most impacted team overall in the state of Michigan right now. And I think the Pistons are a pretty close second because we need this negatively. Negatively. Yeah. No, I I think I think that's a really really good way to look at it. Um, positively, I mean, we we tried to find some with, with the Lions. I I think the Red Wings hands down if. The draft changes the way that they're they're talking about. That is massive for the Detroit Red Wings. There is no question they have been the most positively affected by this shutdown. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> they should all come back and just be jacked. Yeah. The, you know? the Red Wings. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, they they, <laughs> they, they no went on vacation so. and drank a lot of beer, but and getting I mean, jacked. <laughs> yeah. Working the arms. <laughs> they're benching. Uh, no, but I, I I think there's no question the Red Wings are affected the most, especially if this this change in the draft happens. They're also talking about a 2014 playoff format right now, which I think kind of falls in line with with what they're what they're laying out with the new draft format. Um, I mean, you're cutting out what is it 60? So there's 31. Is there 31 teams right now? Um, I believe there's 31. Yeah. Um. So so you're moving down to to 24. What is that? Eight teams? Is that, did I do my math? Seven. Seven teams. Sorry, I've had a lot of drink tonight. There's seven teams that are le- left Math out in the playoffs, cool. so that that, that completely cuts cuts out a lot of the teams that were going to miss the playoffs eventually. Um, another way that it, we'll see how it all plays out, but let's say Edmonton loses first round of the, of the new playoff format. Does, does that mean their draft pick becomes more valuable, which we have, I want to say, a second-round pick, right, for Athens CU? Let's say, Cap- let's say Capitals get upset. We have their first, th- we have their third round pick. Like, let's move that th- right up to like 18 overall pick in the Dang, third round. Like, Red Wings could that do would something. be really good. So, um, it, I love be the way that really it's affecting good. the Red Wings. I mean, I'm Who? I'm really sad I'm missing out in playoff hockey. Who, who's but this guy? Who's the number one overall pick? Alexis Lafanier. Lafanier. If, La- if, La- if I knew how to look that up, I would. Lafanier. He's, he's been practicing he, it in his spare time. <laughs> yeah, no. I think I say it in my week. sleep. <laughs> I think like I talk in my sleep, and that's what I that's what I say, Andrea. You know what? Uh, I I will look this guy up. I'm gonna he's I'm gonna give you my thoughts eventually. He's also a Quebec major junior guy, so those guys take a little bit longer. But this dude, he's legit. So, uh, I, I'm excited about it. I just give us that 
give us the first overall pick, and I will, I will miss out on a, a, a playoff hockey run. I'm okay with it. So good. It's on you, man. When you, I'll listen for the whole the whole song if you let me. You gotta cut me out here. So good. I love One Direction. I miss One Direction. They gotta get back together. Is it a COVID thing, or were they apart before that? (laughs) It was. They were definitely apart before. Yeah, I know. And I, I miss them greatly. We got to use them more often. I feel like we were close to Boy Band Wednesday, so I, I had to throw a Boy Band in there. Oh, that's a great idea. What's that? An entire episode of Boy Bands? Boy Band Wednesday. We, so when we were at Dad, when I we'll do it on was Tuesday. playing, every Wednesday practice, it was nothing but Boy Band music. That's what, that's Boy Band Wednesday. That's we, what, that was our thing. So at Oakland, we had some we had some parties that we throw on the weekend that didn't. I'm not going to say the name. <laughs> I guess that 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 was named. But nice. Same kind of thing. Mostly boy band stuff. Yeah, I I love boy bands. We we actually did a full video at one point, but it got lost. Thanks to our our friend TJ. Ah, TJ, <laughs> come on. So we took a whole bunch of time to like videotape this whole. Music video was like me and I want to say it was like three or four of the other guys on the team. I, I, I don't remember what song it was to. I think it was Backstreet Boys. But he like filmed us and we had it all done. And then like a couple weeks later, I was like, hey, like when are you going to edit that and like have that together? He goes, oh, shoot, I sold all my equipment. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? I took time off of work for that. <laughs> like <laughs> that was terrible. I felt so bad because the guys were all pumped about it. We were going to present it to our coach and everything. It was just. It's a sore subject, but it was, it was yeah. Fun, sorry for bringing that up. I guess yeah. So so let's get into not. our beer grades. Yeah, beer grades. So it is time for our Michigan beer grades for episode fifty-five. But before we do, I want to remind you guys, everyone, that uh, although we cannot sit at the Hops Brewing and Cafe, you do not have to miss out on their great beer during the shutdown. They are open Monday through Friday from five p.m. to seven p.m. This is what I've been telling everybody at work, and I I'm assuming that everybody's been going. But uh, support them. So you can go continue to support them by purchasing Crowlers, Growlers, gift cards, and merchandise. They have great beer, great staff that we need to support now more than ever. DeHops is the official brewing uh, brewery of State of My Sports of 2020. And mention State of My Sports and you get $1 off Crowlers, $3 off Growlers. Great deal. Go support them. Uh, th- that includes the brand new State of My PA named after the podcast that we Obviously, I want you guys to support the state of my PA beer. We think it's a hit. We want you guys to give your opinion. I, I I'll put my money on you guys thinking it's a hit as well, and we want this to be a repeat uh, business thing. Yes, for sure. So, Mike, do you want to start us off with your beer grade for the night? Remind everybody what you're drinking too. Yep, drinking from Witch's Hat Brewing Company, Train Hopper IPA. Uh, it it was really good. I would definitely drink it again. I'm going to give it an 8.1. Cool. Oh, nice. That's a good score. What about you, Ryan? What are you drinking? Mango. Yeah, right now I'm I'm drinking State of My PA, but um, <laughs> earlier I was drinking Mango Grindage. Grindage? Grindage? No, Grind- let, let Grindage. me... Uh, can you... Grindage. Can you help nope. me with this? I, 
I was reading the side of the can, Rindach. and I realized we are a bunch of dummies. Well, yeah, we've known that for 55 <laughs> episodes, but <laughs> tell us why today. Grindage. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no. I feel oh my like a moron. I'm sticking to grindage. Mm, I'm going to go with grindage <laughs> for sure. Mango Fancy grindage. Than, yeah, Holy smokes. That's I, embarrassing. I we're all too uh, snobby for grindage. <laughs> That's embarrassing. <laughs> grindage. <laughs> so I'm just uh, <laughs> from Grand Armory Brewery, mango grindage. 6.5 alcohol. <laughs> this is this is a good beer. There was something about the aftertaste that Micah brought up because I, I shared it with these guys. But, you know, this is exactly what I was looking for. It's it's pretty sweet. It, it would go really good, you know, just like in the pool hanging out. We say that about so a, lot of, a lot of beers. We're so close to that. We are so close. And this is when I was at the store, this is exactly what I was looking for. Yeah. I'll give it a good grade. Uh, 8-2. Solid. Solid. I am drinking the state of my PA. What is what is the? I don't even know. It, it, what? from the House Brewing Company and Cafe? State of my PA, seven point three percent alcohol. Crystal hops, you're saying? Hundred percent crystal hops. I was gonna say something completely different. I don't remember. I was gonna say the flagship beer of State of My Sports. That's he's, what I was gonna say. He's only three crawlers that's, in at that, this point. That's what was in my Leave head. Was the flagship beer? I don't know if that's right or not, but. I'm game. I'm go. I'm going with it. Uh, but, dude, obviously this is a great beer. Unbelievable. Love love what they do for us, and and this beer that we we created with them, thanks to Eric and his great recipe. I mean, we we got our hands in there. We got them dirty, clean actually. Yeah. As, what were you saying? We got them clean. They were clean. It was so much fun. Look, being will, a part of it. I will say when we were in there, and I was on, I was in there for maybe 15 minutes. I don't know. But we got to taste a sample of when all the sugars were still there, and yeah. it, and it doesn't taste very good. But Eric tasted, it and he's like, he kind of got this little smirk on his face. He's like, yeah, it's gonna be a good. This one, This is gonna be a good. It's one. gonna yep. be a good one. And he he's right. I'm I'm gonna go with a, a nine one. Like this is seriously still one of my favorite beers that I've had. I'm probably biased, but tell me I'm wrong. Go out there and buy it. Go out there and drink it and tell me I'm wrong that it, 9-1 is, is too high of a score. You're wrong. You're too no, low. No, not you. Not you guys. I want <laughs> <Like> the listeners. <laughs> Am I too low? I think 9-1 is a suck. It's, it's probably one of my better scores. I don't know. But I don't know. We're gonna have to take like a couple of our favorite beers that we've graded and just do a head-to-head. Yeah, soon we're gonna do. Off. We're gonna do a. a uh, taste off, like a blind taste test. Blind taste off. Yeah. Yes, there we're gonna go. do that once Kyle gets out of hibernating um, throughout the winter. He doesn't know that it's summer or spring, right? Yeah, he thinks it's winter. Still. He's, still, he's <laughs> like a bear that's like oh, I'm really confused. Did, do you think he has his like <laughs> snowblower? He just like still uses that. <laughs> yeah, too? he's just like walking out there, like <laughs> pushing dust off off the the pavement. But uh, <laughs> we should probably get out of here before we say too much crazy but stuff. But you know what? But this week was so much better than last week. So I'll much better. If you haven't listened to last week, don't do it. Don't Just do go it. back to episode 53. <laughs> it was our worst. Yeah. We weren't too happy with it, but uh, this one we were much more happy and, and we had a good time. So thank you guys for listening. Happier. Thank you guys for recording. Really appreciate happy, it. Happy. We're 55 episodes deep. We're kicking. We're going to keep it rolling. We'll talk to you guys next week, if yeah. not sooner. Peace. We can see what things go.